Welcome to Machine Learning. Today I'm going to talk about uh, deep learning with Keras. Um, I did a uh, um, talk about a linear classifier. So one of the things about Keras is you import the Keras.layers and, uh, and then you can import input and dense. And um, are also, you can do keras.models and import sequential, uh, keras.models import model, and keras.utilities import plot model. Um, those keras um, libraries are really important. <clears throat> what I do is I put them up at the very top of my uh, Jupyter Labs and, uh, or, sorry, Jupyter Notebooks. And then I just go through and uh, use, use them. So what we do is um, there was uh, a data set called wine.data and it had in it a uh, number of different um, fields. I don't drink wine, but this was still part of the exercise. It was pretty interesting. Uh, what we're trying to predict is the uh, cultivator and that's in the first column. And so it has 13 other columns, alcohol, malic acid, ash, um, alcinine of ash, magnesium, total phenols, flavonoids, uh, non-flavonoid phenols, uh, proanthrocytes, color intensity, hue, uh, OD280, and proline. And uh, so what we do is we're going to set up an... Um, we're going to set up a neural network uh, to process this data. And uh, I'm going to walk you through how that's done. So with Keras, it simplifies uh, by creating a layer over TensorFlow. And so it the abstraction is really pretty nice. So the first thing we want to do is we want to remove, uh, we want to set up our X and Y. And uh, the way we do that is we re remove the target column, which is the cultivator, which is the first column. So the way we do that is we we use the pandas uh, read CSV, and uh, that brings in 14 columns. And then we drop the first column for X. Uh, so X equals DF dot drop cultivator on the uh, um, column axis equals one. If you do axis equals zero, then that would be a row that you're dropping. If you're uh, do axis equals one, then you're dropping a column. And then the Y is equal to the data frame cultivator. Once we do that, we can set our train test split. And uh, I did it with 30% for the test size. And I set my random state to 42. Um, the scaling, what it's doing is is taking the numbers and it's normalizing it so you don't have one number that's uh, skewed and uh, proportionally larger than the other. And so it has the effect of, uh, of smoothing out the distribution. And um, so you can set a scalar equals standard scalar. And then we can fit that uh, scalar to the X train data. And, um, and then we can transform X train using the, uh, the scalar. So, uh, so once we've set it up, we um, are, are then ready. 
once we've we've scaled the data for the train and the test, then we're ready to uh, to use it in our model. So with Keras, the first thing you want to do, and and this is you can think of your model as a network, and um, in this case we're going to be looking at um, a, a linear model, and so we're we're not going to use the sigmoids. And we're going to use uh, L R E L U, and what that means is if the weights are non-negative, then um, it, it keeps it. If it's uh, less than zero or less than zero, then it it discards the weights. So we'll set up our model using sequential. We'll um, have it'll have thirteen inputs for representing the thirteen columns, and if you don't match your columns correctly with the data frame uh, to the input model, you'll get an error. Uh, it'll give you a density error. And then our hidden layer will be 13. So we'll do 13, 13, uh, 50, and, and one. We'll have one output. And the one output will tell us uh, the cultivator. And the cultivator is three numbers, one, two, and three. And um, uh, so if you drink wine or you, you process wine, then you ha you you'll know what uh, cultivators mean. So uh, the way we do it is we set up our model, and then our model dot add will set the density equal to thirteen. That's our hidden layer, and we'll set our input shape equal to thirteen comma, and that that means it'll um, receive thirteen inputs. Our activation is R E L U, uh, where th that it keeps uh, in the for, uh, forward uh, chain when you're multiplying your weights and then you're multiplying at, uh, your bias, it will keep only those values that are non-zero. Then once you have that, you uh, compile your model. We'll use the optimizer atom and uh, set it equal to 0 0.01 and our loss will be a mean um, a mean square error, error, error function, MAE. Um, I like to then look at my model, do model.summary, and that tells us that we have a input of 13, we have one dense layer, hidden layer of 13, we have another dense layer of 50, and we have an output layer of, um, of one. And it'll give you a parameter count for each one of the layers. Um, so in this case, you'll have 182, 751, and it's counting the connections also on the bias. Um, so you have your weight connections it's counting, and it's also counting your bias. So that gives you a total of 933 connections. Then um, we'll, we'll do like we do with machine learning. We'll fit the data using uh, X-Train and Y-Train. And then we can predict, uh, we can use model.predict using x-test. So what that will give us then is uh, while it's doing its training, it'll tell us what the um, mean square error is. And what I found when by adding that, that middle layer, um, the 50 node, that my uh, error loss dropped down to like 0 0.02. And it, and it trained really fast. So... Having the right topology for your network was critical. 
Um, then what I did is I set an MP arrange and I took the length of my predictions and I set that to a variable called Y position. And, um, and then I also wanted to plot my predictions. Now, one of the problems you'll have is that it's in, um, your predictions are in uh, list form and you want to flatten them out and you also want to round them so that uh, you, it basically creates like a, um, I wanted to see it in terms of whole numbers because cultivator is in whole numbers. And I think you could have actually probably used the sigmoid function. I didn't play around with that, but uh, my activation on my output layer should have probably been sigmoid. <clears throat> and that would then uh, give a value between zero and one. But I wanted to get the actual value. And uh, so um, uh, I, I just did a round on it. And, uh, and then I plotted it out. So I used uh, matplotlib and used my predictions.round and uh, plotted those out. And then the second thing I did was I wanted to compare my prediction results that I just flattened out uh, against um, the, the, what was being tested in the prediction. So I did uh, uh, plt.bar uh, y position, which has the number uh, one through the number of predictions. And then I pass my flattened prediction results and I set that color to green. Uh, that's for my first bar and the second bar. I set it to Y positions, Y test, color is equal to red. And then I set my alpha equal to 60%, which is your opacity or your transparency. So then what I want to see is I want to see if there's any predictions that um, in the test that didn't, didn't match up to the predictions. And uh, so I could see kind of a, a pulse on the first one, which shows me uh, all, all of the predictions um, and uh, uh, either as a one, two, or three. And then in the bar chart, I can then compare my um, predictions against what was being tested. Then I can also evaluate, I can do model.evaluate and do X test and Y test. Uh, that's showing uh, <clears throat> that um, there was uh, only uh, 0.08% error. So the model is, is uh, predicting very accurately. So that was, an, that was uh, using the linear classifier. Now, uh, and, and the data set was um, uh, wine and predicting the cultivator. Now with the cross entropy, it's a little different um, the cross entropy, uh, we, I, I want to set up, um, uh, a different activation function. So I'm going to have four inputs. Um, in this case, I'm going to receive four inputs and what it's doing is, um, um, uh, I, I, I'm, uh, going to try to predict uh, a certain outcome and um, and the particular outcome I'm looking at is banknotes. So I'm looking at variance, skewedness, kurtosity, kurtosis, 
uh, enthropy and class. Um, so variance is the separation or spread from the mean. Skewness is uh, whether you're positive or negative off the distribution curve and it, whether it's not symmetrical. And kurtosis is the steepness at the peak. And also it can um, be a measure of the tail on, uh, I think they reset it at the uh, use value of three. So if you have a lo large t tail, then um, it describes kind of the a wider distribution. And then entropy. So using these four, uh, four features, then the target is the class, and class is either um, that the note was fake or it was a real note. And so just the, by measuring uh, banknotes uh, on these four features, they got a reasonable um, accuracy. So um, what I'm going to do is I, I want to, uh, I found the, I found the 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 banknote. There was a, a GitHub that I was able to pick it up off of of Data um, Camp, and so I'm going to set up uh, a four input a four input um, uh, network, and I'm going to have four hidden layers. I'm going to use activation as tangential H, and then my output layer will be uh, dense. One, one node, one new neuron, and the activation will be sigmoid. So sigmoid is going to go from zero to one. Um, and so if the threshold is greater than 0.5, then it'll it'll go to one. And then for my compiler optimizer parameter, I'm going to use stochastic grade descent, which is the uh, uses um, gradients to find a, a local min on a polynomial. And then I'm going to use my loss function will be binary cross entropy and my metrics will be accuracy. I run my summary again, and then I also want to uh, do a plot model. I'll put my model, uh, do a two file, and uh, the model two file name will be model.png. Then I'll read the model.png in, and then I'll show it. And then that'll, and then I'll also see my summary. So what it, the summary says is I'll have a, a four inputs, four hidden layer, one uh, dense output. And that's what my uh, diagram will show also, is I have a, a three-layer three network. <clears throat> I, do, I read my CSV in, um, and then I just check for the features. One of the other things you can do is um, you can set up uh, your category using one-hot encoding. And the um, Keras makes that really easy to do. For example, if I want to set up a network where I have two inputs, then I have three hidden layers uh, with 128 nodes, 64 nodes, 32 nodes, and then four outputs, each of the outputs. Um, I'm going to do a softmax as an activation uh, rather than the sigmoid. And that will then uh, tell me which, uh, which output is the winning output. Um, so, uh, the way I would do this is, uh, I'm going to read in my data frame from my data, and then I'm going to set, um, uh, my data frame, 
dot uh, the thing that I want to the column I want to classify, which would be my target col um, uh, column that I want to categorize, equals PD dot categorical, and then I'm going to say data frame and my dot my target column, and then the next one will be uh, data frame dot target equals data frame uh, dot target dot cats dot code codes um, then I can set my y variable equal to two underscore categorical uh, that I would pass in my data frame dot uh, my target column and what that does is um, it sets up a encoding for the different possibilities that you can have uh, for an output. So, for example, if you had uh, names like you have Bob, Jim, and <clears throat> um, Sue, Bob, Jim, and Sue, so that would set up a hot encoding where uh, you could have columns Bob, Dave, and Sue, and then it'd be up three rows, and each one of the rows would then correspond to uh, that that particular individual. And so when the output occurs, it will then show, the softmax will then flatten it out into one row, and each uh, probability then will be displayed as an output. So categorical... Um, is very helpful in um, not having to set up your data using dummies. And so you can you take your output and then just uh, use categorical. And in the case here, like for example, say like your target was uh, a column named competitor. So you could say, and, and this is a competition between darts, uh, uh, dark competition and uh, you want to see which based on uh, an X and Y position what would be the probability of who would be most likely based on the distribution of X and Y to have thrown those darts and so you have uh, if you have X number of competitors then uh, we can use the categorical to set up and assign those labels into a encoding. So then darts.competitor equals darts.competitor.cat.codes. And uh, the, categor the pandas uh, categorical function set up uh, the cats.code. And then you can print the label of the encoded competitors using uh, darts.competitor.head and darts is the name of in this case is the name of the data frame uh, we can then transform the categorical variable by saying darts.competitor equals pd categorical um, oh I'm sorry uh, that, that's just a repeat of what I was had above um, then we can we can uh use the data frame we can set up our x component our y component and then we can go through and and fit um, compile and then fit our model 
and then we can do predictions and evaluations and uh and we can um we can then enumerate through those predictions and compare that to what was actually being tested and see how close we are and so that that's um that's just a nice way to um set up outputs you can also do multiple labels and that's that's a little different the multiple labels um um suggests that you can have instead of just only one output as the dominant uh output you would have multiple outputs and then you would use the sigmoid function instead of the softmax and that would allow you then to have multiple classifications that could be true for any pattern. So multiple labels is like uh, would be comparable like if you were doing a self-driving car and the neural net was recognizing a bicyclist and in the frame and a car and a license plate and a truck and a stop sign. So those would be examples of where um, it could be identifying multiple things in a, in a given input uh, cycle.